Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. I'm going to open today's show by presenting a scenario to you that is an attempt to remove your preconceived biases and my own and your political narrative from this whole thing. Hello, by the way. This is Wiggins America. Welcome to the weekend show. Uh, We got old Roy coming in for uh, part of this segment and next, actually both. So that'll be nice. And we'll try to get Tricia in here, too. But let me just start with this. It's going to be impossible for us to completely remove ourselves from our preconceptions about these things, our biases, if you will. But we're going to try, even though you will know exactly what I'm saying. So it's not as if I'm going to present this case and you're going to go, oh, wow, somehow I've seen it through a different lens. Uh, I mean, that's the goal, but you'll know exactly my point. But picture there is a foreign nation. Let's say it's Kazakhstan or whatever. Just because of Borat, really. Honestly, that's where my mind's at. And that's where yours went to when I said Kazakhstan. So let's say it's Kazakhstan or whatever foreign nation that you really know nothing about. And all you know about the situation is that there's a former president of Kazakhstan and a current president of Kazakhstan. Picture that in your head. Now, the foreign, the foreign, the former president has kept a bunch of documents. So obviously, you see where I'm going here, okay? The former president has kept a bunch of presidential documents from when he was president. But now the for, the the intelligence agencies or the, the law enforcement of Kazakhstan has decided, <clears throat> I want those documents back. I know that you were the president, you had a right to them, but we want them back. 
And the current president is overseeing these law enforcement. And they go and they raid his house unexpectedly, and they take all those documents back. And so now they have them, but they're not done. Um, They decide, you know what, it's not just enough that we want to get the documents back. It's that we want to charge you for crimes for not doing what we said. Now, the current president of Kazakhstan, who had overseen, at least in theory, by... Uh, by authority, he would have. We don't know if whether he was directly involved or not. But by authority, he would have overseen all of these law enforcement agencies and had to have at least somewhat approved. Um, he is also under investigation for bribery from foreign governments. Okay, so these are two very different crimes. One is you were the president, you kept documents from when you were president, and then the current president at least by authority, sent law enforcement after you, took everything you had out, raided you, and then charged you with crimes for not complying. But that current president who signed off on that, theoretically, um, of Kazakhstan, remember, that current president is under investigation for what would seem like much bigger crimes. The crimes being that foreign governments were actually paying him off for influence and his kids were sitting on boards of different nations which one do you think that you would not knowing anything about you don't have any like prejudices toward you don't even know what the parties are in Kazakhstan how are you supposed to know but just knowing that fact what would you think looking at that situation and I know that if you're on the left and you're listening this morning, you're going, well, yeah, when you present it like that, because you're a good presenter, you can present whatever you want and make it sound that way. But honestly, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with two different crimes. And if you're not caught up on the news this week, the bribery scandal has just continued to blossom. The FBI whistleblower that the FBI pre- attempted to block from Congress from getting Um, they weren't able to because constitutionally they couldn't. So this whistleblower document has finally made it to Chuck Grassley. There's audio of the phone calls that people made with Joe Biden and the Bidens when he was vice president that they recorded confirming that Hunter Biden was paid 5 million and Joe Biden was paid 5 million. And I'm not going to say where they were from because that's some conjecture still, but it was funneled through Ukraine. So there was money laundering in Ukraine. And by the way, there's a big war happening in Ukraine right now that we keep funding a whole lot of money toward, if you hadn't noticed. So all these things are intertwined. But the reason I wanted to present it in such a way as a, a, a foreign nation is because you wouldn't know anything about that nation. And if just presented with those facts, how would you feel about it? It would look like a tin pot dictatorship. Uh, with the current guy going after the former guy. I think it's important to have that context because <clears throat> we're so we're so close to it here that we've already made our minds up before the facts are there because we already either don't like one guy and love the other or at least like one guy better than the other, even if you feel like you're an independent. What I'm pointing out here is that again, removing all of the, the fake scenario from it, Trump, if he has committed a crime, which we don't know yet because he hasn't gone to trial yet, he's pled not guilty on Tuesday. 
if he has committed a crime, it's all as a result of the investigation itself. I mentioned last weekend, it's very similar in that sense to the Michael Flynn stuff. There was no actual crime, um, but the crime that they're going to charge him with is the response to the potential crime. So you create a potential crime, you investigate it hard enough, and then all of a sudden you've got some protocol that's been broken, like obstruction of justice, which is just saying you impeded us. We were doing something that we don't even know whether that was legal or not. Like, is it legal for the FBI to raid a president's house to take back classified documents? He was the president. There's something called the Presidential Records Act. You're going to hear that as part of the main defense for the Trump team going forward. This thing is not that old. It's not even like an ancient law from the Civil War. This is something that was passed about 10 years ago that presidents have the right to keep documents from their administration, the Presidential Records Act. That will be the central focus of the Trump defense. But uh, so there's this big question of whether they even had the right to do it. So when they did it, though, Trump did not comply. And then they said, well, now we know you've committed crimes because we're the authority here, not you. So it's a flex. On the other hand, I just mentioned that that same organization, the FBI, in some cases, the DOJ, where they work together a lot, um, they were refusing to give the whistleblower document to Congress. That is unconstitutional. They eventually had to do it. And there wasn't a document that they had they could hide because it's a person. <laughs> you know, if, if they, they had just written up a document and said, let's just hide this, they would redact everything and then pretend it didn't exist. But this is a person that's saying this and other people who have phone calls that they've recorded outside of the FBI. So they couldn't really hide it. So what you see here taking place the picture I hope that is is coming forth is that you have an out-of-control agency, law enforcement agencies, who are beginning to act like the ultimate authority of the nation. They believe that they can do anything that they want, and if you stop them from doing what you, they want, that they can charge you with whatever they want. And for the most part, you know what's unfortunate? They're right. They're getting away with all this stuff for now. Now, a different president, this is the, the ultimate solution to this, a different president would have to absolutely clean house. And that different president might be the same one as last time. We are going to be playing <clears throat> a whole bunch of audio from Donald Trump and his response on Tuesday night to his indictment. Uh, I think it's important to hear from the person himself. I would play you the response from Joe Biden But there really isn't one. I mean, I can maybe piece some things together from press secretaries and stuff. But if Joe Biden had given a uh, address to the nation over his own potential crimes, I would play that, too. But that doesn't exist. So I think it's important to play some of the Trump audio. We will play that. Old Roy's coming in in just a minute. Uh, So let's talk to him for a bit about some other things. And then we'll get back onto this topic soon. Stick around. This is Wiggins America. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Our favorite old Roy is in the studio. It's old Roy. Hey, uh, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. I got you a gift, and I forgot to bring it in the studio. Awesome. I will tell you what it is, because <laughs> I didn't wrap it. Um, it is the same thing I get you almost every year. Do you know what it is? I'm assuming it is a food of some kind. Yep. Yep. Moon pies. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> I just get you a little box of moon pies. I, I know it's lame. No, it's not You can not get lame. your own it's, moon it's, pies. It's all I ever wanted. And I, I sacrifice this year because normally I hang out with you a little bit on your birthday or around your birthday enough to get one of the moon pies. Mm-hmm. So I buy you a flavor that I like. Uh-huh. This year I bought you a flavor I don't even like. Really? Because I thought it's weekend, you, you're probably going to give it to you on the show and then you'll be out and I won't even get one anyway. So I got you chocolate. That's the best one? I thought that that was your favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't even like chocolate. Yep. I like the, And I don't like banana either. I like the salted caramel and I like the vanilla ones. Well... That's okay. You've been to the Moon Pie Factory. Like, where is that? Well, no, not a factory. It's in South Carolina. There's a there's a Moon Pie store, and it's the whole thing is just Moon Pies and RC Cola. <laughs> oh, and that's, it's it's pretty cool because they got all this paraphernalia and all of these you know old uh, yeah collectible things. But they got Moon Pie flavors you've never even heard of. Like, uh, name one. Just strawberry. One. Okay. Well, that's not... I mean, I've never um, seen that, but that's not crazy sounding. No, I mean, they're not like weird. Oh, I was hoping it, for something really strange. It's, it's just uh, it's just a bigger variety than you find in your average store. Okay. But it's a cool little cool little store. I was hoping for like, oh, this is our acai berry <laughs> version. <laughs> um, you're kind of a health nut. Okay. And- <laughs> 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 this is a segue. This is the story I've got. So I had to transition from that into this. That's a perfect yeah. moon pie to health nut. I like yeah. it. <laughs> um, this is a story from CNN that I've been saving to talk about with you. It says, when it comes to talking about bodies, sometimes less is more. Lizzo, who is known for messages of self-love and wider acceptance, has recently said as much as she shared that she is encouraging a stance of body neutrality for herself and others. She says, quote, I don't need your positivity or your negativity. I don't need your comments at all. How about that? Just keep it pushing. Uh, In a recently posted TikTok, Lizzo also spoke about how she exercises not for the goal of losing weight, but for her mental health, noting she embraces that her body is going to change over the course of her life. Everybody's body changes. She said, that's life. That's what the human existence is. It would be wonderful if everyone could feel good in their body unconditionally, but with so many physical changes happening over a lifetime in a society that often preaches striving toward one shape, it deems acceptable. That isn't always realistic. Are you a Lizzo fan now? (laughs) There are so many things with that statement and the way you read it. That uh, I read it kind of condescending. I didn't didn't mean that because this is your message. Well, the yeah, <laughs> I you no, know, I think I think she's on the right track 
it 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 would be nice if we just didn't have to talk about everybody's physical characteristics. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can just live your life and not even try. <laughs> I think that's that's my my takeaway from that. I I kind of like <laughs> moving. I mean, this article made me laugh when I read read it, but the message kind of underlying it, I'm not really opposed to. Because what she's saying is, why does everybody care about body positivity so much? Yeah. Why can't we just have body neutrality? Yeah. Why can't we just shut up? Like, everybody just shut up about their bodies. That's, <laughs> I, I kind of like that. Yes, that's a good message. I agree. But the, the, the Lizzo thing is a little weird. I mean, she's not a picture of health. And yet people are like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You should celebrate. And you're like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> It's it's like it's like walking outside and going, oh, what a beautiful day! And like in the middle of a thunderstorm, and the guy next to you going, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> you know? Like it's it's like you can't even have basic definitions of things anymore. People right. are coming after the basics, and and you can't agree on even little things anymore. Well, it's always it's always somebody who's offended on behalf of somebody who never asked them to. Thank be offended. you, thank yes. you. I, it drives me crazy. Have you seen the last couple of weeks the Armenian Muslims who are, I mean, absolutely battling both in like school board meetings and then literally in the streets like fighting <laughs> with gay pride organizations? Hmm. Um, I think I this was that. in Maryland and maybe also in Michigan, but I know it was in Maryland that you have big Muslim populations who are standing up and being like, enough of indoctrination of our schools. Like, we, we don't care about what you're doing, but our kids do not get to hear this sexualization stuff at this age. Like, just keep it out. Yeah. And th- literally at the school boards, there are teachers saying, no, they have to hear it. We are forcing them to hear about not just gay issues, but just sexual stuff. Right. And I mean, it is like, it was, it's, it's, it's been hot. It's been a hot war. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, it just, it made me think of that when you said, how tired are you of people being offended on behalf of other people? Because when you look at the people speaking against the Muslims, they're all white women. They're Uh woke white women. Yeah. And then some woke white men. And these are the people who are offended on behalf of everyone. And it's got to be something personal for them that they find meaning in life finally by being offended. Like, they're, they're finally fighting what they think is for the little guy. But they, they, they can't decide who that is. And in this case, they're actually fighting literally against a minority. <laughs> but, so they just pick and choose what they're going to fight for. But it, it's got to be something psychological. I, I think you're giving them too much credit because they're not really fighting. They're just complaining and then running. <laughs> it, it's like they, they need a purpose. They need something to do. And so they jump on whatever thing, and they think they're covered because I'm being compassionate. But they never do anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the scary people. No, they on are this... doing something. They're in city council, and they're on the school no, boards. No, I'm, I'm talking about the, the woke white women you're talking keyboard about keyboard warriors who are yeah who are vocal about their oh it's so offensive the the ones the ones on the school boards and in the classrooms those are the scary ones cuz they're the they're the uh 
you know the radicals who are pushing yeah. these crazy stuff but the 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 ones who are on social media and out on the on the in front of people screaming oh how terrible this is they never do anything but complain mm-hmm. and then they move on to the next thing that makes them feel good about it's, it's the the whole uh you know projecting their how woke or how compassionate they are makes them feel superior i guess i don't know roy let's just end with roy's health tips okay it's going to be a new segment got it uh and i'm going to play a sounder (laughs) and go Uh, two words moon pie Great ending to yep. a great segment. Yep. Uh, stick around for more Wiggins America and more from Old Roy. He'll be here for more of the show. Trish is in the studio. She's come prepared. She's got her headphones on. She looks like a pro. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. What? You? Th- no, you can hear me. Oh, I can. You can hear me better than usual. I can see you. You're but normally I can... walking in all cavalier this morning. It's dizzying to be prepared. I don't Let's, like it. Okay, just take them off then. Just okay, them that's off. better. Okay. Uh, I do want to ask you some serious questions. Serious questions. But man, is there a lot of news. So much news. There's, it's a ridiculous amount of news, so we are going to break from it a little bit. But I, I do want to ask you just generally, <clears throat> as the, a person who's plugged in all the time, but kind of overseeing things all the time too, is this news breaking through for the average American? Have there been so many Trump is a criminal stories that people don't even care anymore? That's the impression I get. Me too. From family and friends and just your general Joe Schmo. I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, I think we've had a lot of people tuning in who who do listen, but who are like a little more engaged than usual because like, ooh. But outside of people who are at least moderately politically engaged. Some people are like tuned in all the time, but other people are kind of half in, half out, you know, living life, but I want to know what's going on. But outside of those people, I think the average person, and not necessarily swing voter, but, you know, because people might have made up their minds regardless, and yeah. that may be playing into this, that it doesn't even matter. Your average educated voter is not Being super. Moved. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think that we've got we're coming into an interesting political season with the primaries coming up and people entering the race. So I think people are more engaged a little bit than maybe they were six months ago, but not because Trump's being indicted, not because of the historic nature of this indictment. And I'm not that's not to discredit anything. Like, you can discredit it all you want. It's fine. <laughs> but, well, I, Believe what you may about it. I think that the facts are still kind of shaking out. He was indicted. He probably did something wrong. I don't think he did anything more wrong than his predecessors. I think that the truth is always somewhere in between. But I, to your point, I think people, it's becoming wallpaper because yeah. it's, we're going on, what, 2016 is when he was elected. Mm-hmm. So 2015 was when it, when it, it kind of started. And it's 2023 right now. So we're eight years in to Trump bad. Trump did this. Yeah. Find something on Trump. It. At what point are you just like, I think everybody, for the most part, people are just like, okay, like bring it to me when it's 
yeah. big and real. Yeah, and that's the other thing about this crime, these supposed mm-hmm. crimes. We don't even know if it actually is a crime. But if they do find him guilty of this, um, I, I just don't know that it really changes anything unless he's in jail. If he's actually in jail. That is news making. That's where people would go, oh, because right now I think you're right. And I think it's actually the reason that even people who like DeSantis, you know, Trump's beating him handily. Now that shifts and moves. And lately it's actually been shifting a little bit toward DeSantis in the last couple of weeks, but it moves around. But Trump's it's I mean, that's not even close to the margin of error. He's beating him by double digits, at least in every poll. And I think it's because most people have just made their mind up. They just go, well, I liked him enough that you still have the politically engaged people who are kind of parsing it out and going, oh, maybe he would be a better choice. You know, DeSantis would be a better choice or whatever for the general, which is the argument for DeSantis right now. But most people who would be voting in the primary have either decided, I liked Trump and that's it, or I hated that guy and that's it. Mm -hmm. And nothing's moving anything. And now to that, I'll take... I'll counter that just a little bit. I think this primary, this indictment, the fatigue that we're feeling with the the amount of Trump hate, I do think that there are people that voted for him last time that are looking at other options and saying, man, I'm tired. I'm tired of the constant beating of of Republicans in general, of our party, because this guy, they can't, won't let this guy go. It's not there. I think there are a section of, there is a section of the population that says, I am country and personal welfare over single political candidate. And at this point, he's diminishing my chances. So I think his support may waver because of this, not in any big way, necessarily not in like, and maybe it won't even matter. But I do think that there are Trump supporters in the past that are desperately looking for other options. I think you just described the 25 to 30 percent who are consistently saying DeSantis. Yeah, I agree. So 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 it's not as if those people don't exist. I'm just saying there seem to be many more people who are just going, "Eh, I like Trump. I'm going to stick with him. According to polling. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just not. Let's see how it shakes out. I, I think that there's more fatigue this time than there was last time for him. And he, and, and he isn't in office right now. So no doubt that, about that. You know, no doubt. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Let's do some serious questions. You want to go first? Sure. Serious question. Conor McGregor knocks out heat mascot in bizarre promotion at NBA finals. Former UFC champion Conor McGregor knocked out the Miami heat mascot in a mid game bit that went very wrong. Bernie, uh, or more specifically the man in the Bernie costume, had to briefly seek medical attention Friday night after taking two punches from McGregor during a third quarter stoppage of game four of the NBA finals between the Heat and the Denver Nuggets. It was supposed to be a promotional gimmick. For some reason, McGregor actually hit him a couple of times. (laughs) I think I saw this. Did you see this? I, I thought it was kind of I thought it was faked, though. But I don't know. Mm-mm. He tried to, quote, spray the mascot with a with a pain relief product while several members of the Heat's in-game promotional <laughs> team dragged Bernie off the court. I don't so I don't know why he actually hit him. My serious question is, have you ever wanted to punch a mascot? Serious question. Like, really wanted to punch a mascot. You know what's weird is when I go to sports events, I really do kind of want to punch the mascots. 
But when I'm at a theme park, and I just went to Six Flags last week, I saw Sylvester. I'm like, oh, Sylvester. That's great. It's literally. You should walk up and hug him. <clears throat> no, it didn't. But <laughs> my kids were like, who's that? I mean, they didn't, haven't seen Warner Brothers cartoons, and I felt bad as a father. Uh, but I, it's literally, it's the exact same thing. It's just a person in a fuzzy costume. And in one instance, I'm like, get off the dugout. And the other one, I'm like, I want to hug that guy. <laughs> so to answer your question, yes. Not sure why in some circumstances it's better than others. Mm. You? Yeah, I kind of want to punch them all. Okay. Even the ones at Six Flags? Mm. Especially the ones at Six Flags. It would be kind of fun to punch a mascot whose head is clearly not on real tight. Because it would just spin around. <laughs> it, boom, I picture whoosh, him like whoosh. one of those weeble wobbles, like kind of yeah, like, like weebling back and forth, come back up. and come back. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems satisfying. Here is my only serious question. Serious question. And the the headline is going to sound just like our normal serious questions, but it's actually a little deeper than that. And I apologize for that. The NCAA has a hot girl problem. Ooh. Yeah. See, I wanted to bring this to you because I really don't know how to feel about this, and I want to ask. Um, there are some twins named the Cavender twins who were players for South Florida, <clears throat> college players. They weren't great. They were fine. Um, but they were hot. <laughs> they sound hot. <laughs> and yeah. And, uh, the 2021 Supreme court ruling, uh, allowed athletes, non-professional athletes to make money off of their sport. For the first time, and never been legal in 117 years, the NCAA had to capitulate and say, okay, you can make money off of your own likeness. We don't own it, basically. But the way it's playing out, you figure that the big athletes would get endorsement deals. The way it's playing out is that just hot people are getting endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, these girls are a great example of that. Mm -hmm. They have become influencers, essentially, <clears throat> and signed some pretty good deals. And they're, they're, you know, they're just players. They're not great. They're not bad. They're just players. I don't even know if they're actually still playing anymore. But people are using them as an example to say, maybe we didn't think this through. Or maybe we didn't, you know, it's not playing out the way that we expected. So I guess serious question, are you okay with that? Serious question. Hey, I don't know that I'm in a position to say it's okay or not. I think it's the world we live in and the world we've always lived in that attractive people get better deals sometimes. It's unfortunate in the sports world where we're not basing it off of merit because I think that those people that, I don't know, because if you're a good player, you're the one that's drawing people to the seats. Yeah. Not the hot player because you can't see them when you're in the seats anyway. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Especially to a girls game. Because people don't go to women's basketball games. They just don't. But you can't really see them anyway. Well, that's true. Really. I, I guess, I mean, unless you're right on the court. <laughs> and it's weird to be like salivate. Oh, man. <laughs> Look hey, at how hot she is. Get a load of that Woo! lady. <laughs> I, <yo! laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that, a noise that, that, is, that I don't that usually make. That is weird. You're but, right. Yeah. yeah that's a, but that's I think I made my point. That's hey, a weird thing to do. Point taken. That's a weird thing to do. <laughs> It just I, seems odd. If I'm a good player, I'm on my agent. I need a better agent. If these chicks that can't play but, you know, are very attractive are getting better endorsement deals than me, I think that the good players' agents need to step up their game. I just wanted to know. 
Because I... What do you, how do you feel about I, it? I don't care at all. I, I, I kind of don't either. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. I, you ask a question, so I'm trying to answer yeah. it, but... No, I, I I mean, I wanted to know if there was any issue with this. It just seems like bull market capitalism mm-hmm. to me. Like, well, that's that's the way it goes. Yeah, it's the and, world we live in. Yeah, okay. and it always has kind of been. And why would we be surprised that it's happening in this mm-hmm. way now, you know? It is interesting that this time in history when we're not supposed to leverage things like that anymore and you know all body types are beautiful everything <laughs> is you know free love everybody's beautiful in their own way nobody's allowed to yeah. have an opinion about anybody else's looks you're that not fat, you're beautiful but and and both things can be true yeah but we're not allowed to talk about you it anymore. It. Yeah. Yeah. Even me just it, saying that, somebody went. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I went. <laughs> <You kind of. laughs> so to that, it's interesting that it doesn't surprise me that they pointed it out, first of all. Um, yeah. And the social justice warriors can take to Twitter. Isn't and- it funny how in this instance, it kind of will. If you just sort of take your hands off of things and don't put your thumb on the scales, it does kind of shake out that way. And this is an instance where nobody, there's nobody to boycott. You know, there's mm-hmm. nobody's really stepping up and being like, hey, we're the brand that just wants to endorse hot people in the NCAA. There, there's no, it, it's just kind of happening on its own. So there's nothing to fight about. I'd be interested to see which brands are sponsoring these players. I don't even know if it's particular. Bi- it's definitely not big brands that I've read anyway. I may be missing something. It's more that they've leveraged it into social media influencer. And so they've kind of made a career out of that. And maybe there's littler brands that are supporting them. But I'd turn to the brand in the in the spirit of capitalism and look at what those brands are supporting outside of these deals. Yeah. Because maybe. there's. I mean, I don't know, but there's probably some hypocrisy in what brands are paying who to endorse what. Yeah, yeah. Versus but, what their public, you I know, mean, persona be, is of. It could be the same as other influencers. I don't know specifically. The article didn't really get into it. It, it could be the same as other influencers, where it's like they're being paid to show up at parties, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff, instead of Nike saying, "Please wear my shoe," because I don't know that, not, especially Nike of all brands, would really venture into that and say well you're hot i mean anna kornikova is a great example of that she wasn't really good at tennis but she got tons of endorsement deals this mm-hmm. is just now applied now to the ncaa instead of professional sports all right we'll take hey. a break <laughs> sorry <laughs> Go, no Hold you finish. On. finish no no you said instead of ncaa is professional sports right well no ncaa is is by nature non-professional oh i didn't realize that yeah it's collegiate and Got just it. like the See, Olympics, those were supposed to be. I thought you were be, taking a dig at. No, no, no. Those were supposed to be amateur athletes. Got it. Yeah, and then yeah, once yeah. they, yeah, uh, the line that. being that once you get paid, you're no longer an amateur. Mm-hmm. And they kind of blurred that line because they're yeah. saying, well, you still kind of are an amateur, but you can get paid for your likeness as long as you're hot. As long as you're hot. All right, we'll take a break. I did a segment this week talking about all of the different Republican candidates and the way that they were responding to this indictment. I think the most surprising has been Mike Pence. You, you figure you know where most people are going to land. Chris Christie's going to criticize it and say Trump is the worst human being that's ever existed. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy is calling for a pardon. You know, he says, when I'm elected president, I will pardon President Trump on day one. Uh, and everybody else is kind of in the middle. Tim Scott is fully in on saying that this is wrong. Nikki Haley's a mixed bag, but Pence, 
<laughs> he goes through how the Justice Department was weaponized, or the FBI and, and the deep state in general was weaponized against him while he was vice president for four years, and then goes on to say that he agrees with him right now. Who knows what's going on with Mike Pence? Most importantly, uh, I mean, we have talked quite a bit about what Donald Trump has been saying. We will play some of his speech from Tuesday night at the beginning of the next hour. But we have not talked about Ron DeSantis much, who is the number one competitor, contender against Donald Trump. What's he saying about this whole thing? Well, I think you'd be a little bit surprised because he is uh, saying in no uncertain terms that this is wrong. Our founding fathers would have absolutely predicted the weaponization that we've seen with these agencies, particularly justice and FBI. Because when you don't have constitutional accountability, human nature is such that they will abuse their power. And that's what's happened. Nobody has held them accountable. And, you know, look, when I was uh, uh, in, in Congress, I remember, you know, Hillary had the, the emails with the classified. And my view was, well, gee, you know, as a naval officer, if I would have taken classified to my apartment, I would have been court-martialed in a New York minute. And yet they seem to not care about that. And is there a different standard for a Democrat secretary of state versus a former Republican president? I think there needs to be one standard of justice in this country. Let's enforce it on everybody and make sure we all know the rules. He never says Trump by name. He says the former president. <clears throat> so certainly he's referring to Trump. But uh, I, I like I like what he says. I don't know why we have to decide that we're either in the Trump camp or the DeSantis camp. I like both of those guys. Uh, they're both cut from the same cloth. Trump does things a little more shoot from the hip. DeSantis is a little more disciplined about his messaging. So in a sense, you'd like DeSantis because you know you're going to be a little safer. He, he's he's going to be more strict with what he's saying. But at the same time, Trump gets news and he attracts people who aren't normally part of politics and certainly not part of Republican politics. I've seen polling this week that suggests that his polling among black voters and specifically black men, which is already higher than almost any other Republican, has actually gone up since this indictment. And the poll, they don't know why, but the pollster said he thinks that it's because that the black voters are looking at him as persecuted in the same way that they are. Or that, like, the man's coming after him in the same way that the man keeps me down. That was what the pollster said. Now, I don't know whether that'll play out, whether that holds. You know, I'm just we're talking about an election that's pretty far away still. But that stuff matters. I do want to get back to Ron DeSantis and what he just said there, though, because this has been obtained by Real Clear Politics, some comments and some things that he's been doing. I don't want to say behind the scenes, but he's just not being real public about it. It says Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been working for months. Underline that right there because it's not in response to this incident. He's been working for months on plans to tear down and rebuild both the Department of Justice and the FBI, consulting with experts and members of Congress to develop a day one strategy to end what conservatives see as the weaponization of the justice system. The governor, DeSantis, has privately told advisors that he will hire and fire plenty of federal personnel, reorganize entire agencies, and execute a disciplined and relentless strategy to restore the Justice Department to a mission more in line with what the Founding Fathers envisioned. By the way, part of this story 
is that he is planning on moving many of these agencies outside of Washington, D.C. That is a great idea, partially because you get people away from the politics, you get away from the politicians, and that's going to help a lot. But then secondly, if they are to commit any sort of crimes or overstep their boundaries, which is what you usually call it with them, you wouldn't have to use Washington, D.C. courts you could use whatever court system they're located in. This is great stuff. Let's take a short break. We got another full hour. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.